Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, life vantage products, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on personal growth and leadership development. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage consultant in 2022 was $885. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Welcome to the Activation Nation podcast. My name is Lexi Ackley, and I am the Senior Manager of Training and Development here at LifeVantage. Today, it is my honor to host this podcast and interview Dr. Brett Brimhall. Dr. Brett Brimhall has been with LifeVantage for the last 10 years while also working as a chiropractor. He became passionate about our products and saw the vision of what building a life vantage business could do for him. Along the way, he talks about how his leadership style has changed and how he is focused on connecting members of his team with other people who can get them excited about growing the business and teaching them things that he himself would not be able to teach them. He has a lot of amazing things to teach us about leadership, so we're going to turn it over to him. Brett Brimhall, what does your leadership mean to you personally? You know, uh, great question. Um, if there's one area of my life that I feel like uh, I've got a lot of work to do is the network marketing side of leadership. Um, like most of my life, I've been put in leadership positions, not because I wanted them. It's just because I just kind of, I don't know, uh, I knew how to work myself and that kind of led into to leadership, whether that was in school or athletics or um, in network marketing. But um Leadership means a lot different to me in network marketing than it does outside of network marketing um, because to lead in network marketing, you have a volunteer army. Um, and so um, I'm, I'd say my leadership is, is constantly evolving uh, in regards to that. What I mean by that is like realizing that part of your leadership, my personal my leadership closet is doing the work myself. Um, I've carried away that forever said, so speed the leader, speed the pack. So and I've watched this in my own, uh, my own life with my family as well as in my advantage is that if I'm not working, like the odds of my team working is not high. Um, and my action, as they see me work, they'll tend to work. And so I think in regards to my leadership and how it's, it's constantly evolving um, in network marketing, I think that's probably been more true in this industry than the other industry I've been a part of is, is in order to, to stay relevant as a leader is to constantly work on leadership. Um, and I talk with actually multiple leaders um, in LifeVantage all the time to see what they're doing and see how they're doing it. And I'm always asking myself, if I'm going to if I'm gonna have an organization the size of this, am I doing the thing that that leader's doing? And so I think that I'm in a constant flux of developing leadership. I love that. You mentioned it kind of has evolved over time. If you could go back to, you know, day one with LifeVantage, what would you tell yourself about how your leadership style has changed? Um... I would say embrace network marketing faster, personally. Um, I just never had a personal negative experience with life out of network marketing other than 
people would come in and want me to use their product or something like that. And just, they were never special. Like that was really always my thing. It's like, I can make anything. Um, and I didn't understand the power of what network marketing was. I always was a networker, always referred patients, patients referred me. That's how I built my practice. Um, just never had a direct, um, if I still have to, if I could go back, uh, I'd say probably humble myself quicker. Um, really understand this is a business that can give you more of what I'm, what I'm looking for more of what I think we're looking for, which is time with our families, more impact, uh, more options, and to embrace that sooner and um, embrace the fact that network marketing, being a professional network marketing is a amazing blessing and business and to embrace that much sooner as opposed to just being the doctor, which is kind of what I was taught my whole life, um, to realize your your impact can be bigger in this space um, than even being a physician. I love that. So kind of going back to that day one, can you share your leadership journey with us? Like how has, yeah, how has say, that journey changed? Yeah. So day one, I didn't even know what that meant. Right. Like, you know, and I, I have to admit that my leaders, you know, Carrie Williams and the other, they were showing me, I, I would say, I'm not letting to say clueless, but I was just like, I was one, like I, as a, as a sole provider business guy, like we know how to work and we know how to get our small team to do the work that we want them to do. But it's not like we look at uh, how do we develop systems and stuff like that to draw a global organization. And so um, I would say my leadership style for, start first with just work. Like just, you know, do recruiting and work. And then I then as I look back, I watched what Carrie would do. She would train people with me um, and then she would plug them into the system. And as I started seeing that, I realized that I'm not... I don't need to be the tool. The tools are available. And so just plug people in the system, then watch what they do. And those people that want that, you just help pour into them um, and help get them plugged into the system. Because what people I've learned is people are going to resonate. Some will resonate with you, some will not. But if you can plug them into the system and the team and they get to the events, then they can get what they need from it. Um, and then we just work together on our individual goals. But like, if they plug into the system, I don't have to be the one that's leading them per se. You know, I think leadership network marketing is very different than just being the leader. I think leadership is, you know, showing up to events, getting them plugged into the systems because if they'll do that, they'll get what they need to stay engaged. And those that will truly resonate with you, like they'll constantly reach out to you. And those that they'll find some other, like, you know, not say person, but like the system, then they're more likely to go. So I think my leadership style is, is told that I like, try to just, everybody just follow me. Like, look, this could you plug into the system? Here's the bad system. Could you plug in? Um, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for you and I'll show up for you. I'll help you do the meetings, whatever else it is. But like, you've got to find that person that reminds you like, hey, if that person is successful, I can be successful. And I think that's one of the key things as I developed it, as I've been developing is getting people plugged into the system, getting them to see other people that have success besides just you. And it's also key, I think, for them to see you have success. They want to know that it's possible. And I think that took a while for me to realize like, um, as I started hitting those other ranks, and it starts, I started realizing, hey, this is working. Like, I knew how to be successful in the chiropractic field. I knew how to be successful as an educator. But, but can I be successful at network marketing? And network marketing is unique in the sense that there's so many different types of people. And from every different background, they're really in that same industry. Um, and so, as a leader, I've had to be a little more humble to realize I can learn from everybody. And I want to know how they do that. And this not be afraid of plugging people into that because they need what they need. I love that. Were there any key moments or experiences along the way that really shaped 
that those leadership skills for you? Yeah, that looked back um, multiple. Uh, one was, you know, the invite. Like Carrie said, hey, what are you doing next week? Like not being afraid of taking that risk of saying, hey, look, let's put you, she, she was thinking, and all the time she was thinking like, how do, who do I put this person in front of to give them what they need? Um, and, I, and I look back now and realize that all those things she's doing. So now as I lead out, I try to think the same thing. Who could I put people in front of that aren't me that they might resonate with? Um, and so I said, I watched that, you know, I went to South Dakota and met the scientist. Like she put me sitting at lunch next to him. She had me stay with the pole at their house. She had me talk to different people. And so as I look now, that's one of the things that I, I look for, um, is who can I put somebody in front of? Um, I actually do that with my own family now too. Um, like if I have a child or somebody that's like got something that they're going through, I always think, who can I put them in front of? Because they may not hear me. Um, I think that's been a key for me. And then always constantly challenging me. Um, I think that's, I had some phenomenal leaders. Um, you know, not many people will talk to the doctor and it's like, you know, challenge them. I mean, not, not, not in a negative way, but like, um, Carrie was, I mean, she, she looked at me as someone like, like this, she sees something in me, like, but she had to challenge me and that that's what I needed. And I think that's something as a leader, sometimes we got to do is challenge that person, um, to say, Hey, look, you know, I think you can do more than you are. Um, what do you really want? Like asking those type of questions um, and having those dialogues, um, I think is also something that has sh shifted in my myself too, is not being shy away from those conversations about like, hey, what do you really want? What is what is keeping you from getting that? Okay, let's plug you into what it will help you build that belief in yourself that then you can go and see yourself successful. That's so cool. It's neat that you've been able to take some of your leadership stuff and apply it to your family and other aspects of your life as well. And especially like you were saying, plugging those people into other members of your team that they might be able to connect with. So how have you been able to build and foster this really strong, cohesive team as a leader? You know, what's interesting. I, I realized people are people. Um, and uh, it takes constant work. I know that uh, something I've learned from so many leaders, you know, the Pauls, the Williams, you know, Carrie, and so many others is the fact that it's getting into events um, and getting them plugged in because um, if they're not there like they're just they're not going to stay um, and um, and one of the things I heard all the time is you know, build for events and, and uh, constantly building community and I'd say there's some I definitely have some work to do with that um, constantly um, there's I've, I've watched and I really admire teams and organizations that have really strong community um, and I have, you know, that's, if there's one thing I'm working toward is constantly working on that. Like how do I build a stronger community within not only, not only, you know, my own family, but in my team, the communities, um, because not everybody, like not everybody resonates with everybody, but, but within life vantage as a whole of the company, like you can find your niche. Um, and I think that's one thing I really love about life vantage is that, um, very accepting organization wise of all teams. Um, and so I say, and that's your, your question is, um, building community is always something we're working on. Um, I think uh, we try here in the Valley um, with multiple organizations is constantly do events um, within ourselves, not only trainings, but also events and meetings and doing one tonight. And it's, you know, multiple teams from multiple groups that are involved in that. And so that people can feel more like they're part of, you know, something much, much bigger. Very cool. So what I'm hearing you say, not just the corporate events that happen, you know, every so often, but you're also creating events to bring people in to build that strong community on your team. Yep. Very cool. Are there like any strategies? Let's say I like live somewhere I don't have a community like that quite yet. How would you how would you start to 
build. Yeah, that. you know, and that's something that we've really learned since COVID a lot is that uh, yeah, we are talking to each other on a computer screen, right? Uh, communities yeah. and friends are no mo- no longer separated by location, and um, that's a process I think we're all learning is how do you build those communications and connections when you can't always travel. Um, and that one takes a little more effort in the sense of it personally, because I like in-person. That's how I grew my business originally was in-person, needed a person to person. That's how I grew. I didn't really do a lot of online stuff. Um, I'm working on developing that more all the time. But even with my team, I've got a team starting in Canada and a few other places. And it takes a little more like consistency of effort. So we do team meetings consistently, right? People can plug into. There's team calls that Carrie Dickey does that we can plug people into. And then it's that time of like really working with them on and I think this is a key element from a leadership perspective for me personally is like find a time that works for them. Like my time is not always going to work, right? So find a time that works for them that I can plug that, that can plug in with them and touch base with them and see what they want, have these type of conversations. And so they can start building their belief that it's possible because until they start having some success, they're not going to stick with it. Um, what Whether that's talking to a customer or whether that's start talking to teammates and when they can start seeing you work with their people when they're not working with them, like they see that support then they're more like, oh, this is how it works. And I might, you know, Carrie Wynn is really good with that with me. Um, and so I think that's a bit of, especially like those, my team that aren't local is reaching out to them, making sure they know that they're, they're loved, they're appreciated and can, and trying to connect with them. Very nice. So change is an inev- inevitable in any organization. How have you approached leading your team through periods of significant change? Well, I think that if you deal with humans long enough, there's going to be stuff, right? And that's, True. That's a family, a business, an organization, a company. Um, and I think that most people probably go through this. Like, you know, um, I've been married, you know, 27 years almost now. Um, and you're committed uh, 100%. And sometimes I'm sure I drive her absolutely crazy, right? Um, but you're committed to the end goal. Um, and I watched that also with life added being involved nine years. Um, there have been some, there's been some challenging times, right? You know, um, both from just, you know, COVID happening to changes within companies and organizations and just even personality changes, right? That's just going to happen. Um, I was talking with the leader last week. It's not an organization. It's kind of a, a cousin, right? Cousin life adage. Um, and she said, you know, I, I was kind of away for a while for a couple of years. And something she said to me, said, I really had to evaluate why I started this in the beginning. Like what really, like why I started this. Like she's always involved, but like just, just kind of kind of drift away with some stuff that happened, whatever. And I've watched this with people in organizations that watch them in their families, right? Sometimes we get, you know, we get feelings hurt or we get frustrated with something or life happens. You know, a family member dies. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happens and that's one of the challenges that can happen. And so um, something she said really resonates. So I really had to have a conversation with God is why I where he wanted me and why I started this at the beginning. And I think for me, more than anything with LifeVantage, um, I look at why I started this and the timing of what it was and the things that had to happen in in sequence for me to take this seriously. Um, I truly think this is where God wanted me and still wants me. Um, and so I just, I choose to embrace that. Um, I have to admit that life being a network marketing has not been as an easy thing for me as compared to, I mean, I've been in trading positions since 1995. So like, that's comfortable. Uh, and so I think um, if we as humans and people can realize, you know, we're going to have tough times, and if you can embrace that 
embrace that that challenge of hey look life not designed to be easy i tell this to my children all the time it's like it's about growth so if <laughs> my fetish and network marketing i think gives me more growth than a lot of things because it's constantly pushing me um to develop myself and to also work with people that way that's probably a big part of like how do you how do you lead them through those challenges understand like go back to why you started for me that is always key go back to why i started what got me here in the first place and is anything else that you can do that will get you what this will give you um, i go back to that a lot um, i say you know what what other industry or space can give you this and uh, it just brings me back you know like that is that like, this is the right place at the right time there's amazing people in it and we've we've got phenomenal products that are changing people's life and embrace that right um and realize that even in a family that you love a lot of times they freaking drive you crazy and you're gonna have people in your organization in your life in the company that are just nut jobs and in the sense of they just they don't resonate with you like i don't resonate with everybody i get that um and that's okay that's okay because that they're gonna have people they're bringing in that need this that you won't resonate with and if i think we can embrace that as a as a, as a, as a leaders and also teams and, and individuals like you know what you don't love everybody in your family either. You love them all, but you may not like them, right? And I think as a leader, sometimes those challenging times, we have to go back to like, why did you start this in the beginning? What did you see? What did you feel? And go back to that and say, is this still what you want? And if it is, then let's go. Um, but I think some people give up on themselves because of, you know, it's it's not comfortable. Um, it's not easy, but, you know, Okay. I love that. I think so many times we like start something and we think like, this is exactly how it's going to look. These are exactly the type of people I'm going to connect with along the way. And then when things get messy in the middle, and like you said, like you started building your business in person, COVID happens, now you can't do that. You have to pivot. It's very easy to start to panic and say like, oh, well, maybe this isn't for me anymore. But I love it. Like focus on why you started in the beginning, focus on what's the end goal, and like the middle can look different than what you originally thought, but just being willing to push through, being able to focus on that beginning anchor and that end goal, I think that that is very powerful for sure. So that, I love that. Like you said, business or life and family, it doesn't matter. The, the principle is the same. It really is. Um, okay. You kind of mentioned your relationship with Carrie, especially in the beginning and um, as you were growing, but um, do you have, was she the main mentor who, yeah, you know, influenced your leadership style. Was there anybody else that kind of was along the way? I would say like she was that leader, right? You know, um, when it comes to like, you know, I think there's probably a lot of us out there sleeping, and it's just kind of something she would tell me that are just comfortable. Right, we're just comfortable in life, and I, you know, watch this with my with my kids. Um, I we have four children, and all are amazing, you know. But you know, how many of them are embracing growth? And I mean, I was comfortable as a clinician, um, successful in the minds of most. Um, kind of forward in a way um, because I wasn't challenged. I'm very successful, like in where I where I was, um, and just realized I'm just gonna have to stick with this. Um, you know, you put that much time and time and attention into something, like what do you do different? Um, and she saw something in me that I that was there. I knew it was there. It's just I kind of lay dormant for a while. Um, I think a lot of things. You know, my mom passed away in 2008. I just got locked in to just try to get through that, and um, you know, you just you just stay with it for a while and you know there you know i think that god knows there's more for us and uh, sometimes he has to wake us from a slumber and carrie saw that at me um but it had to happen for me the way it happened right someone had talked about my founder before i wasn't interested you know it, but i had to happen the way it did like 
having her son have those method changes, um, realizing this is something that people needed. Um, it's how it had to happen for me for that business that my dad and I are part of to go to basically be taken away. It had for me to hurt myself. Like all those things had to happen in the sequence to to put me in a position to see what was there. Um, you know, so those are. I mean, in 2009 is when my family started. It wasn't until 2014 to where I could be involved. Right. So things. I think. I truly think God see that from a leader's perspective. Carrie saw that. Right. She was willing to have those conversations with me. I think that's also key. Um, most people wouldn't ask the questions that she asked of me. Like, what do you really want? Like, why are you, you're just comfortable. You're not growing. Like, and, and having, we call them hard, hard conversations, but honest conversations, like, you know, this is one of the conversations I would have with my children, right? Like, you know what, look, you know, you may be comfortable, dark, but are you happy? Are you growing? No. So these are all the stuff that, that I should have been doing, but I just kind of got away from just kind of going through life. She helped have those conversations with me. And I think that had really fostered, um, how I lead a little bit, but also, and then she would really key about putting me in front of key people, you know, relationships that she had built, um, the pose, like that's really the first one. Like she got me in front of the pose, like I stayed at their house. And so she wanted me there to see her team. And she taught a lot by what she did versus like what she said. I mean, she says funny, right? Which is fun. I, and she's very direct, which I love that. Um, but also she put me in front of people because she knew that they wanted, she wanted that them to build my belief to and what was possible with network marketing to hear the stories. Um, and then she was really key about getting me to invent and to start building the culture. So, you know, she taught me by not by what she said, but what she did. Um, and then from there, like I plugged in the events and then, you know, there's so many people that have influenced my journey along the way that don't even know they've, they've influenced my journey because I would just add events, whether that's, you know, Mark Sasato or the Pearsons or, um, Rhea Williams or the Polo, like there's, I could name so many, like really any of the pro tens. There've been moments in my journey where something they said or something that, that someone shared or that was an event. I saw somebody like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. You have to be at those events to have those things. And so that, that's the key thing that Carrie taught me is like plug in events, show up to events. Cause if you're there, you can, you can hear, you can feel, you can learn and to get your people there. It has nothing to do with like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about me. I think that as leaders, we understand it does not have to be about us. But get them to an event so they have the chance to see something, to feel something, to realize if that person can do it, I can do it. And that's with my own children now. Like, I'm always thinking, who could I put them in front of so that they will hear what I want them to hear because they may not hear it from me. And so it's not about me being the leader that I'm the one that taught them. It's like, can I help them know, like, let's get to these events because I truly think this can give you what you need in here and in here to push through whatever the limitation that you're placing on yourself is. Isn't that amazing? Like so often we think leadership is like, I've got to have all the answers. I've got to know exactly the most important thing to say. But what I've heard you just say over and over and over again is first, she led by example. You said that multiple times. It was what she did, not just what she was saying. But then she just connected you to more people who were able to kind of tap into what what it, exactly it was that you needed. And I think that's another really powerful thing that you kind of like touched on briefly. But the idea of having mentors that don't even realize that they are mentoring you, somebody who's on stage or somebody that you connect with at that event one time and you're watching their business grow and you're learning from them and they don't even realize that 
you're there watching. That's a really powerful thing too, that I think even if I'm brand new to Life Vantage, today is my first day as a consultant, and I feel like I don't really have a strong mentor, you can still tap into things by listening to the podcast, by watching trainings, you know, momentum live type type trainings, coming to these events, and you can still be mentored by all of the Life Vantage leaders around who don't necessarily know that they're mentoring you, they can still be that for you. I think that's really powerful. Very cool. Yeah, something that... Uh... I was just in an event that I learned about this individual from Maria Williams, which is how she moved Carrie Williams right out of the business as well. And this individual says, is like, um, and he was given a different example. He said, like, when, when you choose not to give up smoking, you give somebody else an excuse not to give up smoking. So, when, and so I think about that all the time is that I, I, I realize it with my own children. My children don't hear me, but they see me, right? So, um, so by us choosing to do the hard, remove the excuse from the other person to do the hard, right? And I think that right there is, is helpful for me to remember. Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll kind of go about that personally, like, okay, if I do the hard, that removes the excuse from that other person to say they can't do the hard, um, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's one thing that, uh, that resonates with me a lot right now. Um, cause we can get comfortable. I think as leaders, um, I think we can get comfortable like, you know, EC one making good money. I've got other things going on. Um, you know, there's some good things happening, but the, uh, but on the other side of that, doing the hard is amazing growth and, and, and amazing opportunities to impact more people's lives. So you got to find another reason to re-engage. And I think with, uh, Carrie, which she would always say that I always, she's always felt like if I could help somebody else have what I have. And so at some point in time, it has to move, I think, from a leadership of getting what you want to help other people get what, you, what they want. So I have a sister right now on the business. and I'd really love to see her, like, be able to have that success to give her that sense of, like, um, options that she doesn't have. Um, and other people on my team, like, that same feeling of, like, what would it feel like if you had this money coming in every single month? So when life happens, which it will, and you can have the support financially, but you can have the team support. Like, I watched, you know, other people go through hard stuff in life that has support of the, the relationship they build in life and this made a huge impact in their life. And so I think there's a huge benefit to that as well. Um, so go back to, you got to, you know, just, you're getting comfortable. You got to like, you know, make sure you're not, I, for me, make sure I'm doing the hard. So I got to give somebody the reason not to do it. Um, and then just understand, like, if you help other people get what they want, um, that's going to give you more motivation to move forward. Amazing. Perfect way to wrap this all up with a bow, helping others get what they want. And the end just ends up helping you as well. So that's awesome. Any final words you want to share with our listeners, Dr. Brett? Um, you know, I think the only last thing is this is really for me. Like, um, I feel like there's so much I need to learn as a leader. You know, I think leadership's going to be an easy thing. I, um, it hasn't been for me. Like I know how to make myself work and I can show up and do my thing. Um, and I think sometimes that uh, one of the hard journeys is realizing some people aren't going to follow you. And it's not because you're not being a, a good leader. It just means they, they don't resonate with you, and that's okay. Um, and going back to following the system of plugging them in, giving them events, and help them get, you know, just try to put them in a position where they can get what they want out of it. Because um, otherwise, I think as a leader, we can take it personally that, I'm, that we're not a good leader. I think that we have, personally, I, I got a lot of room to grow. 
Um, I got a lot of stuff I can learn. I got, you know, plenty of more leadership qualities and you develop. Um, but you can't take all the blame. I do your part, um, plug them in, and you gotta, unfortunately, you gotta let some people be where they are for a while until the pain becomes bad enough for them to make a change. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by LifeVantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at LifeVantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.